Hello, and welcome to Get Fresh with Jen at Tech Grocer. I'm Jen, and I'm here today with Sarah, and we're going to talk to you about February, which is traditionally Dental Health Month for Pets. What a lot of people don't realize and matches quite nicely with our month of February is that dental health is also very important about heart health. And we think of our hearts when it comes to Valentine's Day. And again, we want to think about our pets' heart health while we're also looking at our dental health. So uh, the way that dental health affects the hearts is that when you have a buildup of the bacteria in your mouth or your pet's mouth from um, the bad bacteria that create dental disease, that actually gets into the bloodstream. This is what science currently believes. And then can build up uh, as a challenge within the arteries and specifically within the heart. So we really want to make sure that we are staying on top of these mouths to make sure that they're healthy and clean and give us good, healthy, long-living hearts for our dogs and cats. Now, when it comes to dental stuff, we all know that we should be brushing our pet's teeth and we think, oh, I know I should do it, uh, but we don't do it. And that's okay. There's lots of other things that we can do to help maintain a healthy mouth in your pet. The same thing is kind of true of people. Like a lot of things we do at Pet Grocer, there is uh, a lot of um, symbiosis between the animal world and the people world. So it's okay. If your life is getting busy and you're not brushing those teeth, it's okay. We have solutions for you. Now, um, when it comes to teeth, the things that we're looking for, and most people really understand, is the buildup of tartar on the teeth. And we can see those brown calcium-filled, plaque-covered <laughs> growths on the teeth. Um, but there's also a slightly less obvious version of dental disease, and it's very prevalent in dogs and cats, and that is where the gums get inflammation and, and gingival disease. And it's just a tiny little red mark at the edge of the gum line where it meets the tooth. So even though we're not seeing a lot of plaque buildup, doesn't mean that you're in the free and clear. So we want to be really helpful in making sure that we are on top of taking care of our dental health for our pets. So one of the things that we know about this uh, is that we have to eat fresh foods because fresh foods lead to a generally good, healthy bacteria in the body. And what science is telling us now is that one of the main causes of dental disease is not necessarily plaque itself, but it is dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of the good bacteria in your body. A lot of people understand gut health and that we want to have good gut bacteria and that, that will have an impact on our body overall, which is very important. But one of the second biggest microbiomes in your body is your mouth. And there's a lot of bacteria in there. Right now, we're being um, told from science, the most current research, that they are very organized colonies of bacteria. And the best way to help have a healthy mouth and therefore a healthy heart is to manage the bacteria so that you have a good amount of healthy bacteria and a low amount of the not healthy bacteria or bad bacteria that's causing the disease states. So we want to balance our immune system. We want to rebalance it or put it back in symbiosis so it controls those harmful bacteria populations. So, how do we do this is the big question of the day. How do we make it easy and fit into our lives every day? 
This leads us back to what science is telling us over and over again. We want to eat a variety of fresh foods. We want to eat less. We want to move more and more often. For your pets at home, this means coming up with ways to help them get exercise, toys, puzzles, let them hunt or work for their food. Give them opportunities to run and climb, chase and tug and chew. We do a lot of chews at Pet Grocer and we have lots of options to give you that are healthy and safe for your pets. That will help with the microbiome in the gut and the mouth when you're using um, rotational products. One of the things that I love for dental health, and I immediately changed my own personal behavior when I had learned this, is the use of probiotics. So probiotics help to build that healthy bacteria load in your mouth and in your gut and on your skin in all the places. So you might have heard uh, a, a lot of people in the pet world lately saying, take um, probiotics and put it in some filtered water and spray it on your pet's skin, and that will help with the microbiome on their skin. The same we do for their gut. When we take it internally, we put it in their food, and it's helping to build that good gut bacteria in the gut. Uh, this is also really useful for teeth. So the minute I read this, I started taking one of the probiotics that we have at Pet Grocer, and I would put it in a little bit of water. I'm on well water, so I don't have any chemicals in there that have to um, be filtered out. But most people, if you're not on a well or a spring water, you're going to want to use filtered water. So either bottled spring water, or if you have a filter at home on your home tap, uh, just not using chlorinated water because it will kill off some of the bacteria colonies. Um, but just put a little bit of that probiotic in some water and spray it on your pet's teeth in their mouth. Done. So easy. <laughs> it's a nice, fun way. And then because it's only good for, you have to use it immediately. You can't keep it until the next day and keep spraying. Um, you just pour the rest into their food. So I take my pet's regular dose of their probiotic and I put it in maybe an ounce of water. Might not spray super well, but <laughs> most of it will come out, shake it up, spritz in there wherever you can. And then the rest goes into their food for the day. Easy peasy. And that is a huge help at managing the bacteria colonies. Picture little armies in that mouth. And we want to make sure that the good army is winning in there. And they're the ones that are living and colonizing that area. And uh, the guys that are causing the trouble are not colonizing because there's so many of the good guys available. And that's what spraying it in your mouth will do and taking it internally. For humans, um, I take the same thing, put it in water, I swish it and I swish it around my mouth. Swish, 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 and then swallow, and there's my probiotics. So one of the things we want to be careful with with probiotics, however, is not to do it every day, all day, all the time. We don't want the body to become dependent upon this product and then not be able to manage those bacteria colonies on its own. So one of the things that we recommend is to rotate through different versions of probiotics because you're going to get different um, CFU amounts, you're going to get different strains of bacteria in there. Um, and then also to do on and off days. So we're not doing it every day, all day. We're not making the body reliant upon this. We want the body to still be able to manage some of this. Um, if you picture the war of the two armies again, we want them to be able to do it on their own. The body should be able to do it on their own. If you think about uh, humans and how we eat, and how important food is when it comes to this. If you think of some of the tropical climate people who live with diets that we would sometimes think, wow, how can they possibly be healthy on this diet? They're eating heavily fermented foods, primarily pork-based, uh, a lot of coconuts, stuff like that. They eat a really, really, well, I don't want to say clean to us, but they eat a very specific diet 
that matches their locale, so their bodies have acclimatized to that specific diet, is typically really low in starches. There's not a lot of starch, there's not a lot of sugars in their diet. And they tend to do a lot more physical work. They're moving around a lot for their work, for their food. With those two things, you'll see these people, um, there's, there's different tribes they, they, we've studied. Um, they don't even brush their teeth. They don't have to. They have great dental health. They have shiny, pearly teeth. And that is just because of diet. So that shows you how important diet is. There's a belief out there that you have to brush teeth in order for it to be healthy. And that's not actually accurate. Science is telling us now that that's not necessarily the case. But because we live in a lifestyle, especially in North America, where there is a lot of access, super easy access that is hard to say no to at the grocery store and every store you're going to for um, junk foods and cereals and grains and that sort of stuff, it's easy for us to build up the bad bacteria colonies. So brushing helps us to keep that at bay and we keep trying to replenish it. So we're always trying to go in there and help that little battle in there to make sure that we have um, the good guys winning the battle in our mouth. And then, of course, the good guys into our bloodstream and eventually to our heart. Okay, um, one of the things I wanted to mention, then I'll see if Sarah has any questions for me. Have you noticed how short-nosed breeds like pugs and boxers tend to have a reputation for bad gas and bad teeth? Little dogs, we see this a lot. And this is because of the bacteria colonies in the body. So... Boxers, I can speak to personally. I have boxers. I've had boxers for many, many years. And we started off with a boxer who was fed uh, a cereal-based kibble. And she had terrible gas. You would just be sitting in the living room and all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, the silent <laughs> but deadly would hit you and clear the room. And the dog would be like, what's going on? We're, I'm fine. And that was because she had, of course, an imbalance in her gut. And when we switched her over to a fresh food diet, we didn't have that same challenge anymore. And along with that comes really good dental health. So you'll see that these animals that have a good gut balance don't have gas anymore. They don't have this gas challenge. And that leads to better dental health, which leads to better heart health. But even in the raw world and even in the, the fresh food world, we still see dental disease. And that's where we like, we, we question ourselves, well, is it bones that they need? Is it shoes? Do we need to brush? Like, what do I need to do? Brushing is certainly an option. And a lot of dogs love it. We actually make a really awesome uh, toothpaste at Pet Grocer that's got eggshell powder in it, which recalcifies teeth. Lots of cool science behind that. Uh, I've tried it on myself. I'm not partial to the taste, but <laughs> I can see how it works. Um, so brushing the teeth is, is certainly a help. Using a toothpaste that's got uh, the coconut oil in there and the eggshell powder with the membrane in there, another good help. But getting that probiotic, that's like today's science is telling us that's our number one hit to really help balance that mouth out. Balance the gut with your food and then balance the mouth with a little once in a while hit of a probiotic. I knew about some of this stuff. I mean, it was obvious to me that if you can get in there and brush your dog's teeth, do it, which is easier said than done sometimes. And I like, I personally love coconut oil for oral health. I use it on myself and I've definitely whipped up batches of toothpaste and used the pet grocer toothpaste as well. And it works. 
I hadn't really made that correlation between probiotics in the mouth. And that's really fascinating to me, the whole gut mouth connection, which when you said it makes sense. I mean, if there's bacteria going wrong in one part of your body, it's probably migrating all over the place, causing havoc as it gets out of control. It's really fascinating. I'm in a situation right now where we have this lovely rescue dog who came to us having previously been fed kibble diets, didn't have bad teeth, but definitely has plaque. And she won't let me get near her with a toothbrush. And now that she is eating a fresh diet, I was really hoping to see more receding of of the plaque issues on her teeth. She's not a big chewer. So I've been trying to kind of figure out what I can do to support her in her dog health in her mouth specifically. And I, and to be quite honest, probably like a lot of people, I don't think of it until I notice her breath. Of course. And then I'm like, oh yeah, your mouth. <laughs> We're going to do something about that. So she kind of goes through cycles of having really sweet breath and then not so sweet breath. But she definitely has a buildup of plaque um, on her teeth. And I have been kind of at a loss of what the next step is. And if your dog isn't really big into chewing, it sounds like probiotics might be that next option for me. And it's something that I haven't tried yet. So how would I go about if I want to get existing plaque receding, what are my best options? Like what's step one, like are probiotics the first step or are there, is there like a multi-step process to kind of get that adhered sticky plaque? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good yeah. question. And it's a hard one to answer because just like there's so many ways to feed fresh foods or raw foods or food in general, um, there's just as many opinions about what to do for dental health. Mm-hmm. The accepted measures are to brush with a pet-appropriate toothpaste. Okay. Um, the toothpaste that we use is appropriate for cats and dogs, and it has essential oils in there that will um, help to stop that buildup of further plaque. Can it soften the existing plaque. My personal opinion is that no, it's not going to remove the existing plaque, even if you brush. Mm -hmm. Um, The only way is physical manipulation to remove the plaque that's already there. Now, it depends on how bad it is. I mean, we see a variety of of different degrees of buildup, and some of them get so big, you can just like literally scrape it off with a fingernail and it just pops off, right? It's shocking. I've done that with other yes. dogs, for sure. <laughs> and some dogs, and this, like think of small dogs and cats, the, it's just not as easy to get yeah. in there and do that, right? And not every animal is comfortable with you manipulating their mouth that way. So probiotics is a really good option to help try and build up that, that colony of goodness. Mm-hmm. And then literally it's going to come down to chewing or manual manipulation. So chewing, we do try to say, okay, I mean, let's look at different healthy chew options in the raw world. And people assume that we are, because we sell a lot of raw food, that we're in this camp. Um, A lot of people like to go with really hard, heavy bones. One of the challenges with dental health is fractures. So especially in dogs, I have not yet heard it in cats, but I'm sure it's probably happened. When they chew on really, really heavy, dense bones, they can fracture their teeth. And they don't always self-regulate how much bite pressure to use. So while we encourage lots of chewing, we encourage safe chewing. (laughs) So supervising your dog and making sure that you're giving them something that's soft enough that isn't going to fracture the teeth. So typically, this is um, bully sticks or pizzles. Mm -hmm. This is dehydrated cheek meats. This is um, 
raw meals that have bone in them or chicken necks or turkey necks, these mm-hmm. kinds of things that get you chewing. Um, one of the things that I like to use is uh, a fleece tug that we get from an artisan in Beaton. Mm-hmm. And it's really good for when you're, when they're biting onto it and doing a little bit of tug, it's like a little bit of a toothbrush going in there, right? All oh those gosh. fibers are going up into the gum line and they're pulling back and forth on it. And it's a nice, happy, friendly, playful thing that releases nice endorphins in the brain of the animal and gives them a tooth scrub at the same time. Okay. And then after that, I would follow it with the toothpaste. We like the coconut oil in particular because it mm-hmm. coats the mouth. Mm-hmm. So it actually goes through and coats. So for dogs or cats that don't like the toothbrushing, you can just let them lick it off your finger because it'll coat the whole mouth. Oh, okay. So it doesn't and, have to be wrestling them to the ground and getting <laughs> fingers into their mouth, which is my current situation with yes. my very timid dog who, if I come at her with a toothbrush, she immediately thinks I'm trying to murderate her. So... I'm, yeah, so it can be as simple as just getting the toothpaste in her mouth. Yes, start with that. And we start with two different things. One is I start with the flavor of the toothpaste because there is spearmint in there. People really like the, mm-hmm. the fresh breath. Um, so sometimes it takes a little bit for them to acclimatize to that taste. And then once they do, they love it and they keep coming back for it. Okay. And the other is letting them chew in the toothbrush. So when I start with a, a new pet with a toothbrush, I don't try and brush right away. I just let them chew on it, uh, no, no, randomly chomp on it. And then I'm done. A couple it seconds. It feels like a no-brainer. <laughs> right? just, like, we forget because we, we yeah, so badly want to just get in there and do the job yeah. um, that we forget to just go baby steps. So I don't put toothpaste on it or anything. I just let them kind of chomp on it. And they're like, okay. what is this weird thing? And then done. And then a couple of treats. And they're like, woohoo, that was easy. And I do okay. it a couple of times a week. And then now I've done my toothpaste separately. I've done my toothbrush separately. Now I marry the two together, let them chew on it a little bit. Because even though they're chewing on it, it's mm-hmm. still getting in between those teeth. Right. And then once they're used to having it in their mouth, you can kind of wiggle it around a little bit and then right. slowly get into the brushing situation. Okay, cool. And am I right in saying that coconut oil, from what I've read, has um, uh, exhibited properties of both like antibacterial, antifungal, anti- so just the act of getting coconut oil in the mouth can help mellow out all this stuff. And then you are yes. saying that that added remineralization, remineralization, there we go, big words. Yes. And essential oils just kind of ups the ante a bit. So it doesn't have to be toothbrushing every day. It can be playful. It can be rotating through a variety of things. And I'm surprised that it doesn't have to be like the big bones. It never occurred to me that a tug could be part of my dog's dental health. Of course. So but that opens up a whole bunch of new stuff because my dog does love to play. So if I can get her playing and keeping her teeth healthy at the same time, it's a win-win for everybody. Yes. You'll, you'll hear once in a while, we'll have people come into the store and they'll say, oh, I've got a dog and she suckles on her toy all the time. And every time I'm like, oh, how lucky you are because you will never have any dental disease in your dog. Oh, Because they're salivating a little bit yeah. and they're doing that manipulation over and over mm-hmm. and over on the tooth and the gum. They have spotless teeth their whole lives. If you have a dog that suckles a lot, you generally have spotless teeth. Okay, so encourage mouth play, like encourage <laughs> well, play, soft, yeah, 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 soft toys, right? They, it's it's adding a, a layer of rubbing against those gum lines, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. That sounds way simpler than I was making it in my mind. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a big heavy bone or hard shoe. The the big heavy bones and the hard shoes. Um, generally are for the emotional well-being mm-hmm. of the animal um, okay. because it does give them a chemical release that they need from, you know, they're instinctually trying to do what they would do if they were outside and hunting. Um, so that 
does play an important part for their lives, but not necessarily in the dental side of it. The dental side, I'm looking at softer things like chicken necks, turkey necks, things that kind of act like almost like a floss. Think about having to get right in against the gum line of where the tooth and the gum meet and in between the teeth and no carbohydrates. So there's no sugars on there to coat the teeth with the sugars. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot simpler than I had it in my brain. So this is And then good. the probiotic thing is, is amazing news for everybody because it's really simple to do. Yeah. It's really easy to rotate, rotate through. There's great ones out there that are available for everyone. And we're lucky enough to live in a country where we have a lot of fresh water. So it's not a challenge usually for us to have access to um, at least getting even like a little bottle of spring water that will mm. last you a month or two of, of with, dosing um, your dog a couple yeah. times a week. And with something cat. like if I filter my town water through, say, like a Brita filter or a home filtration system, that would constitute safe yep, water. The reverse osmosis, all those things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that sounds really easy. I guess the other question I have for, I don't have this situation personally now, but I know friends and family who do where they have dogs whose plaque is just out of control. It's what I get. I say the barnacle stage where you (laughs) you look and it's like, oh yeah, there's like chunks of deliciousness stuck to your teeth. At what point as a pet owner, should we look at investing and taking them to the vet and having them clean to kind of start from fresh and then go back to these healthy practices? Like, is there kind of a tipping point when it's like, this is where the, cause I know personally speaking, I, I only put my dog under anesthesia when absolutely necessary. Like I wouldn't want to do it excessively or um, without a lot of thought because depending yes. on the age and health of the dog, it affects a whole lot of stuff, just like people, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a medical thing and stuff can go wrong sometimes. So if I'm, if we're looking at, at what point do teeth, desperately need intervention so that you can then continue with a healthier mouth. Is, is there something or are there things that can keep us from the vet altogether? That's a good question. Sometimes it gets to the point where it's too far gone and you mm-hmm. absolutely have to go to a veterinarian. The, the goal is to make the gum line, mm-hmm. that tissue healthy, because when that okay. tissue is healthy, it's not inflamed. It's not allowing everything to get in and cause problems at the root of the tooth but sometimes it's been so long before and we all have to start where we're at right Mm -hmm. we only know what we learned today and what we knew yesterday we don't know what we don't haven't figured out yet tomorrow so you can't beat yourself up for where you are right now because this this, you did the best you could with the knowledge you had so whatever your situation is you have to decide where it is am I bad enough that I need to go and get a dental scaling Mm -hmm. done at the vet or is it okay Quite often, people assume that the dog's mouth is, or cat's mouth is doing okay when really it's not. Mm-hmm. More often than not, it's quite bad because animals are very stoic and they don't show a lot of the mm-hmm. pain and the challenges from that. And when it gets in there, like it goes right into the root of the tooth, it can go into the bone, and then, you know, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, <laughs> you need you need medical intervention. <laughs> yeah. But if it's early days, um, mm-hmm. like for example... I'm, I tend to be very busy, so I'm not very good about getting in and doing manual manipulation of my dog's teeth, even though I make the toothpaste myself <laughs> and have it here. Um, so I'm not super good about it, right? So she's got a little bit of buildup, but she's not at the point where I need to take her to a vet because I know I can get in there and scratch a little, a little bit, bit of my off, finger, yeah. get back into doing the probiotics, doing that kind of stuff, and doing the toothpaste, and, all, and she does lots of chews. So she's going to be okay. But for a dog that comes in and you've already got a heavy buildup. Mm-hmm. If you cannot manually ma- manipulate that buildup off yourself, okay. then you need 
You okay. Need you so need when, to be professional. So it sounds like when, when the gum health is in serious question and it's beyond what you can m- manipulate and manage on your own, that's when mm-hmm. you need to start looking at mm-hmm. the, the next level health for your dog's mouth yes. to get them back to a state of balance so yes. that you can continue moving forward with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now there are services that are not veterinary based that offer dental cleanings for your dog's mouth. And it is something that we have traditionally shied away from at Pet Grocer. And I'm on the fence because it's so important for you to take care of that mouth. I still believe that it is a veterinary procedure that is more safely done in a clinic. Okay. But if I had an animal whose heart health was a challenge or they have kidney or liver challenges and they can't safely go under anesthetic, I would probably at that point consider looking at one of these services to see okay. if it's something that I could do because that's how important dental health really is. And for people, it is that bad breath. They're like, oh, the breath is, is really doing me in. But imagine every time your dog's trying to chew food, it's doing them in or your cat, right? Right. They really need that help with, with their teeth. Yeah. And they can. rely on us, right? They're, you know, they only have access to what we give them. And so we need yes. to be able to give them the healthy options yes, to yes. keep their teeth. So, And when it's as simple as saying, okay, here's a, a, a toothpaste that I know is safe. And I'm going to give it to you as if it's a treat. Uh, it's not, it's not, um, it's a win-win super hard to do. Yeah. You're turning health into playtime, which yes. is a lot of what we do as pet parents is, you know, the, the exercise is necessary. The food is necessary. If we can have fun while we're doing it all, <laughs> then everybody wins and there's good bond for us too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, this is, this is really cool information. I mean, I thought I knew enough about dental health, but you've, t- you've just thrown in a whole bunch of new stuff that I hadn't really contemplated. Like I, in my brain, it really, I always saw like you need to give big chews and big and having owned larger dogs too in the past who would have mm-hmm. loved big chunky chews. Mm-hmm. Having a smaller dog was like, no, thank you. I don't need to chew today. It's all of a sudden it's making me question like, well, what are my options? Yes. So it's nice to know that it doesn't have to be crazy large or all that difficult. It can be just really fun and playful. It just has to be consistent and um, working towards balance, which is kind of a nice goal to have. Symbiosis and all things. Yeah. We love balance it. Balance in the house. Balance yes. in the house. Balance in the, balance in the house. <laughs> That's going to be our new, our new slogan. <laughs> balance in the house with Pet Grocer. Love it. So to wrap up, take care of your teeth. Take care mm-hmm. of your pet's teeth. And it will take care of your heart. And we wish you a happy February.